Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. Some of you might be confused right now. This is Megan. She's and back, everybody. Back. It was just and an April Fool's joke. Not no, exactly. Not exactly. But, you know, sometimes you have this plan for how things are going to happen in your life. And rarely, rarely does it actually go to plan. Would you even want that if you if you could get that every time? Plan? No, because usually what ends up happening is the better option. Exactly. But right. it's not usually the option I think I wanted. Right. Um. So I'm in a little bit of a, like, realigning, replanning. The whole subbing situation is a little bit longer of a process than I had anticipated. Freaking and red so, tape, freaking paperwork. Yeah. Thanks, school district, yeah. for all of the things <laughs> trying to protect our kids. Uh, it's not even that because I have all of those things. No, well, it's whatever It's just it is. like the stamp on the paper, I'm pretty sure. But it sure. could not but have yeah. come at a better time yeah. because uh, last week we introduced our uh, my new co-host, uh, Mallory, who then proceeded to have child on Saturday. <laughs> Such um, a weird way of to have child, it. but you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, so, needless to say, she's out for a few weeks. So Megan walked into the office yeah. on uh, on Sunday and updated me on this. And as she's telling me this, I cannot help but like a smile come across my face. <laughs> I know you were like, I'm like so, so. What you are you doing this you're week? Free a little bit. <laughs> what does that look like? So she's back at least <laughs> at least for this week, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't even get a chance to miss you yet. I mean, well, we no. do obviously, but. Uh, Anyways, it is great to have you back. Yeah, and, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I I honestly love doing the podcast. So as many times as I can. Was manage it weird to make being it on the other side last week? Because you said you listened to it. I did listen to it. It yeah. wasn't that weird because I I had a whole year of listening to you and Margot. That's true. So, but it's been a while though. Yeah. Um. I actually kind of like. I would listen to the ones I recorded, but sometimes I wouldn't listen to them. Like they were like low on my priority list because I was like, well, I lived that. So I know. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. But occasionally it's good to listen to yourself because, you know, like watching like a quarterback watching tape or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was good. It was Mallory's awesome. She's going to do great. I know for sure. Um, Cause if that was her first go at the podcast, and it was that quality. She like, was what's so it nervous. Be? I, I had not, I did not realize she had not done uh, been a guest with us before. I, I, I thought for sure she had, and she'd never like. She's like, I've never recorded my voice before and heard it. And I'm <laughs> like, you do these videos, Sunday videos, and she's like, yes, but I hang out in the lobby. I don't go down into the main <laughs> auditorium until after my videos played. And I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. crazy. I know, but so, she knocked it out of the park. Yeah, so she's, she's awesome. gonna be awesome. Yep. Uh, she's had a little baby boy. I think it's Cade. I, I should probably verify that before I throw that out there on the <laughs> internet for the whole world here but uh <laughs> saturday so pretty excited for her and alex and uh kinsley mm -hmm. with the new baby brother mm -hmm. and uh, uh wishing them well and uh all that good stuff so yeah. enjoy that family time and hurry back that's all i gotta say yeah. if you're listening to this <laughs> uh, uh you knew us it's good yeah it's good. and we started we had week three of our miracles series we I did don't yeah even, that's not what it's called it's, it's weird to call that's it miracles I, call series. It I know it's called just this once but yeah, yeah, yeah a series on miracles <laughs> but yeah anyways yeah it's good yeah started that uh and uh kind of kept that going it was it was uh it's a uh, fun like i feel like we are in fall i mean today is the first day of fall mm -hmm. which is and exciting. it's a pretty beautiful Tri-Cities, like, idyllic Tri-Cities fall day. It's kind of breezy, it's cool, but not, like, cold. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah. I was in the parking lot on the phone with Kylie as I pulled in this morning, and I said, I'm looking over at the trees in the parking lot here at the Uptown, and they're turning brown. Mm -hmm. They're, like, 
they're there. I'm like, wow, I feel like these were like bright green yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're like, they know it's fall. Yep. And uh, I did hear recently why leaves turn brown. This isn't oh. my say something interesting. <laughs> um, but did you know that they're all like they leaves are whatever color they were. Su- they're just turning back to their original color. They're not dying, but they're yellow, brown, red, whatever. And then because of the sun and chlorophyll, they uh-huh. turn green. Yeah. And then well, it, the it's a little fades. more complicated than that. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because what actually happens oh, is as the gonna, sun. Yeah. You're going to one up me here. Look <laughs> yeah. at this girl. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> that's, no, my, that's one of my favorites. Go ahead and do it. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Well, one of the there are different pigments that pick up the sun's rays. So chlorophyll is the main one and the best, like the most efficient one. Yeah. But as the sun rays get lower in the fall, especially in the northern hemisphere or like far southern hemisphere, then the other pigments will pick up the ray, oh, like the sun go. UV that or the sun energy that chlorophyll can't quite get because it's not in the right, um, like wave range or whatever and so that's that's why they turn colors too but i think i'm sure yours is right too no yours is probably more right you're the teacher (laughs) (laughs) i'm just the guy who heard it on a podcast could be true or not who knows i'm just passing along what i'd heard that's why like so out there's like different color algae and but the reason is because the further down you get in the water the less sun rays you get so algae that lives on the surface is usually green and then the further down you get, it's like brown or red or other colors because the pigmentation that will then make photosynthesis happen, like picks up those wavelengths. There you go. We should just close the podcast now. Hey, where does <laughs> fall rank in your four seasons? Oh, probably second to summer. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, Has it always been that way or has that evolved? It's evolved, I would say. I, like... I don't know. Spring and fall to me are kind of tied sometimes. Okay. Um, but I so winter's some... your least favorite. Yeah. Even though it's Christmas and all that. Yeah, that's like a little spark in the like dreariness of it. But Got also it. summer. My birthday's in the summer, and I like being outside and yeah. swimming and water and beach and all those. I things. I feel like if you live so. in Tri Cities, summer has to be either one or two for you. If you're like, dude, summer's like three or four. What? Why are you here? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it a paycheck? Is that what it is? Because uh, that's that's why we live here, right? Because yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, summer's number one. I think fall was like three or four for me for a long time, and I think as I've gotten older, it's become more of a exciting thing. And I don't know if it's football, it's hunting season, it's cooler weather. I get to wear sweatshirts again. It's uh, yeah, the leaves change. Halloween. I don't know. It's back to school. Maybe maybe that's <laughs> now you have kids and you're like, good God, let's go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it, but it's something. Fall is for sure, I think, number two for me. Yeah. Um, so as sad as I am to see summer go, because it is number one, uh, it does feel like it has been a long summer, and you are ready. It's mm-hmm. fun to live in a place with all four seasons. Kylie yeah, mentions that's... that, and she's like, I can never live in Hawaii because mm-hmm. you don't get the four seasons, and I'm always like, I don't know. I could live in Hawaii. I could do that. <laughs> and uh, then when it when the leaves do start changing and the cool weather comes in, you do realize, ah, this is fun. This is good. I like it. That's kind of my thing, too, is I like living places that have all four seasons because yeah. that's the – like that. I get bored with like, – even though summer is my number one, I totally get bored with it. And I'm like, okay, let's – I'm ready for not hot anymore. Yeah. So – uh, can I tell you what I don't like about fall real yeah. quick? Um, the flies. Yeah, we have one in the... We have, we have like two. seven. Oh, a yeah, lot. Yeah, there's a lot in here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that that's not just particular to fall. I just... 
was a weird transition, but they are all over the place. So if you hear loud smacking sounds in the middle of this podcast, we've never had them bad up here before. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen one yeah, in this maybe the in door our podcast was open recording or room. Yeah, something, man. It's uh, ugh. yeah. Yeah. I hate that feeling. Anyways. If you hear like a microphone hit or whatever, it's because yeah. we're trying to swipe it away from our face. Yeah. Or I said something dumb and she's knocking me over the head with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> One, two. Uh, all right. So our series, just this once, uh, looking through the book of John, the seven signs, kind of going one by one through these things. I mentioned the trajectory. Uh, this is a piece that I added this week that I really, really like. Um, the trajectory focusing toward, because I, I read this in um, Miracles by C.S. Lewis. I just finished the book. And he talks about how um, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to not want to believe in the, super, in the supernatural or in miracles and yet be okay with a resurrected Christ. For him, he's like, listen, all of these kind of build the case for this. Why would I go from like nothing to then going 60 miles an hour believing that God, you know, this guy can you know, uh, uh, come back from the dead? These, all of these for me are secondary, uh, not as important as that for sure, but all speak to why I can get to a spot where I can believe something like this. And I was like, that's really good. And mm-hmm. I think that that's probably for John too, going, I know this is a, if, if this, if this whole resurrection thing was the only thing, it was the only standalone thing, it would be hard to kind of wrap my mind around and get to that spot. But I had all these things leading up to it. Like it was just the icing on the cake. It was the cherry on top. It was the the summation of all of the things that I'd been through, which is why I believe this with such conviction that I have. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like that piece about it. Which but. like, I feel like we can relate to that really well too, because if you're... Um, if you're like making judgments about people or learning about someone's character or learning about who someone is, like if they did something really like generous or whatever, and you hadn't seen anything that would have proved that in the past, like, you wouldn't believe that they did that necessarily. You'd be like, that isn't, that's not you. Yeah. That's something else that made that happen. And there's like, other motives. There. Yeah. There's, there's other motives there. There's, there's other something, other, something else. Yeah. But if you'd seen this pattern of generosity or this pattern of whatever it is that, is part of someone's character, you are more likely to believe when like extreme actions happen yeah. and come from them. Yeah. And, and it's like the, uh, yeah, again, it's not the exact same thing. It's not this, uh, just one more thing. It's a big deal mm-hmm. at the end, but you're going, I, I, I can, I know it's ridiculous, but I can kind of get it. I mean, he or she's been generous for a long time. It makes sense that they would write a check that big for something that they believe in mm-hmm. or, uh, whatever. So yeah. yeah, I, I, I like that piece about it. Um, and I, I also like uh, the fact that we've been saying, um, you know, he's very clear in his summation or thesis statement at the end in chapter 20 about there's a lot of things that Jesus did that aren't recorded. Like the, I'm selecting a few that were handpicked and all of the ones that he's picked so far. And I think that are, are a part of the six as I'll try or seven as I'll try and portray for the next couple of weeks as we continue the series is not only did he do a miracle. Uh, or something out of kind of bounds from what we're used to. There is also some sort of significance attached to it, whether it was the clay pots that were not being used for ceremonial, or, you know, like just image driven and, and something that come along that's better or trusting beyond this or, um, you know, in, in the in the case uh, of this week's, just that, that extra little added something that's like, oh, yeah, it was the issue was the Sabbath thing. He's, he's equating himself to the Sabbath or Lord over the Sabbath, as he'll be referred to in the future as well. Um, that's what's a big deal. Him making people walk, like he probably he probably did that a few times. But we this one's important because of the confrontation he has with the religious leaders of it. Mm-hmm. So, and like 
and also not just like Lord of the Sabbath, but like he's the Lord over the law and, and when, and Jesus like making a point of being obvious that we choose people over the law, we choose people over policy, we choose to help people, even if maybe it's a little bit outside of what is the like procedure for how we behave or how we act, or even if they're a little bit of outside of like proper like lifestyle or whatever it is, we choose people because God chooses people. Right, right. Yep. Uh, you had some insights uh, in between the services, um, specifically one of the pieces that you liked. Oh, gosh, I'm blanking on exactly what you said. Shoot, I was hoping you would remember because <laughs> I don't. Uh, was it good? Did I say something good? <laughs> you No, yeah. Oh, it was, the, was, Jeru- it it was the Jerusalem piece. About, oh, yes, about the Jerusalem John, piece, yeah. John writing Jesus going into Jerusalem mm-hmm. anytime he has some conflict that he wants to address in terms of institutionalized yeah. religion or marginalization of, of other people or outsiders or whatever, um, and his narrative kind of being uh, told in a, in a way that kind of leveraged that. Yeah, because you briefly mentioned in first service that anytime John was going to have Jesus um, confront the religious um, institutions of the day, he would have him go to Jerusalem. And that doesn't mean that Jesus went to Jerusalem like five different times up and down the hill all the time. Yeah. But it's uh, it's this like a textual, right. it's, a, it's a tool that he uses within the context of his story to get readers ready for Jesus to be confronting the religious institution. And I, like, I, as a kind of nerdy educational person, I thought that, I think that's brilliant, just the use of that imagery and, like, oh, he's going to Jerusalem. Okay, here we go. Uh Jesus is about to do something. We know what happens next, right? (laughs) We've seen this enough. I don't think I mentioned that in second service, so that's why I wanted to yeah. bring that up too. Because I not uh, not knowingly, but I think it just got cut out, and I didn't have it in my notes the original time. So when I said it in first service, it was just kind of rolling off the tongue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I meant to kind of write it in, make make sure it gets into second, and I don't think I got it. So I'm glad yeah. we were able to kind of discuss that yeah, and talk about it was that. One of my favorite parts, honestly. Yeah, so that, which and, is and nothing to do with the sermon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I like yeah. I don't know as someone who's grown up I did with the same his stories, too. but like. Even like him saying in scripture, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Like for me, it's interesting because it's south. So I would always say just on a map, he went down to Jerusalem, which makes sense. Except for the fact that from a topographical standpoint, it was always up. You're always, no matter which direction you came to Jerusalem, it was an ascent up to Jerusalem, which is why they had songs that they would call songs of ascent and songs of descent as their these are the psalms in the Old Testament that we would sing traditionally as we make our way to Jerusalem. As we're climbing up, these psalms would say, we look up to you, you're in the sky. It would speak of the um, the presence, the overarching presence of Yahweh God and uh, the grandness of it. And then as we descend more into kind of the dark, uh, mundane life that we live in, now we go back into our real world. We go back to work on Monday, right? So... Um, it's funny because our, our modern day version of that, our, uh, we call it, uh, or in the church world, it was praise and worship, right? Mm-hmm. So like the first two songs as you're walking in the door are always supposed to be like, yeah, <laughs> you made it, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to church, you know? And then like there was a natural transition. And it was always somebody like slowing it down and having something to say and be like, all right, we're going to slow this thing down a little bit, just a little piano in the background. And then we're going to go into like this soft and supple sort of worshipy thing. And then then we get into the, the message. It feels mm-hmm. very programmatic. Mm-hmm. And a- as we laugh about that, we realize it's not, it wasn't, that's not even necessarily a modern approach. We've been doing that 
for thousands of years, man. Like we know that the human emotions uh, go, and we and I know East Lake's not uh, the way that we do worship is pretty unique. It's not uh, we've we see the manipulative side of that, and so we've tried to err on, um, you know, not trying to be like. All right, now everybody close your eyes. Now everybody lift up your hands or do something like that because that feels like, what if I don't want to? Because um, <laughs> I don't want to and I'm the pastor. Um, uh, so, but we, we've tried, but, but even so, typically any song that has a pace to it is probably the first one that we do. Yeah. And then usually we end with one of the slower songs. Yeah. yeah or one of the more. So we like, do the same thing. Yeah. We well, just, and that's just, that's so like, that's how people work, though, and that's how people in community work with those kinds of that's things. How concerts work? Yeah, the that's band how. Plays, to start the thing off, they play one of their hits, and you know what they end on? Probably one of their strongest hits. Like, and there's like emotions in between about yeah. they're going to introduce no, new stuff. When do they do that? Right in the smack dab middle, when you're got no place to go, and it's not like we're going to send you home singing, singing the classics in the car because mm-hmm. um, it's going to be you know whatever. It's going to be cold plays. Uh, Viva La Vida. That's the one that they sent us home singing <laughs> when I went to see him at the Gorge. Nice. And it was, I can still feel it. I oh, still really? feel it. <laughs> it was so amazing. Oh, best concert I've ever been to in my life. Uh, don't tell me Coldplay sucks. I don't care. Okay. I don't, Find I like podcast. Coldplay. Okay, good. So, good. That's good. And one of my bucket list items is a concert at the Gorge. Uh, I haven't you've done never it. been? Mm-mm. Oh, Megan. I know. You should have come with it. We just went and saw uh, Mumford. Well, um, someone didn't invite me. Uh, so. Please. It's, it's an open <laughs> invite. You know that. Just third sure. wheel that crap. Let's it, go. Well, fifth wheel. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, fifth wheel. That's true. Yeah, they'll open Amy too. That'd be all right. There's a lot of people there. We would have fit you in. We were on the, it's, it's on the lawn, so you don't even need to like buy tickets with this. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the best part of those mm-hmm. things is, uh, one, the view, which is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, oh, I cannot believe you haven't gone to the I know. My yet. brother... Like, uh, before when he when we lived here before I was an adult, he, um, and he was in college. He was obsessed with Dave Matthews, and Dave Matthews does a concert at the Gorge like once a year, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um. So he, my brother, has gone and seen Dave Matthews a few times at the Gorge, but I just I don't know. Like my friends now aren't super concert people, and I just haven't really had the opportunity and or like made the opportunity happen. So. But yeah, that's on my that's my bucket that's pretty high on my bucket list. If you like the smell of marijuana, you should go that weekend. <laughs> if you enjoy that. That's why your brother went. I well, I doubt that. Uh, but I maybe, who knows? I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm literally looking up Gorge Amphitheater schedule for you to try and find you a concert that we can send you to. Hang on. Well, okay. Uh, um, this isn't weird at all. This is an emo show. There's or, uh, not an emo show, but a EDM show. That's not really my Nightmare, jam. Slander, Seven Lions. I like their stuff. If we want to talk about mob, drug use at the October Gorge. 5th. <laughs> Let's oh, talk about an EDM that's concert. That's going to be nuts. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, that must be the last thing. This, uh, Yeah, well, for the season, because it's just the summer, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. probably. I don't have time right now anyway. Maybe <sighs> next summer. Okay. Bucket list, not bucket list, because that means just before we die. I'm saying next summer okay. we're going to a concert together okay. at the Gorge. All right. You, you pick whichever one you want, All right. but it has to be somebody I like. So <laughs> <laughs> It's like classic Brent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whoever you want, as long as I like them too. Listen, I, I'm not... I, 
I'm not going to listen to Florence and the Machine, okay? I uh, like Florence and the Machine. I, I know. I, that's why I had to throw it out there and say, I don't know if she's coming or not, but we're not doing that one. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, somebody fun, though. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Good. Uh, uh, what else from, uh, anything else from Sunday? I don't think so. Um, well, we also talked to Brittany. I don't, if, uh, so one of our missionaries who was here and Brent got to talk to her, which that was really awesome. Her video was really well So done. good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I got a little emotional in the first one, yeah. and then I pulled it together for the second one, which is good. super good. It's nice good. when you get emotional, though. Once in a while, right? Yeah. It makes you more human. <laughs> Less robot <laughs> uh, And then I got an unsolicited hug from your youngest son yesterday, oh, too. Oh, yeah. You got to tell this story. This is, this is um, interesting. So Clive is his... He's a fun one, and he's almost two, right? Oh yeah, November tenth. Um, so they, he, he, and you guys had a friend with you, a little who's also maybe almost two. I don't know. Uh, just turned two, yeah, Winston, okay. maybe a couple months ago. His parents were in D- Disneyland with their th- oh. their three older ones, mm-hmm. and left him behind, and. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> So it's been anyway. They were both. In, they were all well, in the no, office. This is good. This oh, okay. is good because cool. he got. He, they had a babysitter. Uh-huh. Watch him at the house, and then he got sick, and then she got sick, and so our friends are calling from Disneyland, and the the mom is bawling because she's like, "Do I fly home and get a kid? She's got an infection." <laughs> Kylie's like, "No, no. He's. Uh, I'll make sure." Kylie did awesome. She yeah. went over and. Put him to bed. Took great videos of him, like <laughs> like pro- like propped him up, sat him up, and be like, "See, look at he's fine. Look at his arms waving. You know, he's not missing you at all." And uh, so, anyways, it, it turned out great. They had a great trip, and now they're back, and he's fine, and he was fine the whole time. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't cut their trip short. He didn't anyways, even seem that sick when I saw him. But no, exactly, anyway. he was fine. So Winston, Winston came with us to church on Sunday. Yeah. So Winston and Clive were in the office with you and you were like doing stuff and I Winston was in the doorway and I kind of walked up and was like hey and then he like started talking to me and I talked to whatever kids are talking to me so I started like talking to him I was like hi you know he had like a little Pez dispenser he was showing me all of a sudden Clive walks up just out of nowhere gives me this hug around my legs and I was like which That's he's he's not touchy lovey no, at all. No, he's not. Not and, at all. And um, I was like, okay, hi, Clive. So later, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I think there's three options for why I got an unsolicited hug. And one is he really does like me, which might be an and option. Two is he was trying to leave the office and thought a hug might get me out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way. Because I was in the doorway. <laughs> or three, which is the option I'm going with. He was jealous that I was talking to Winston. 100% that one. And was like, uh, no, this is my Megan. (laughs) Yeah. The hardest part for Kylie volunteering in the kids' area Uh is that anytime she holds other people's kids, he just goes nuts and is like, hey, 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 she's mine. Lay off. (laughs) Um, And so it's it's really hard for her to figure that out, you know? It was pretty hilarious, though, because I was like, I was thinking about it later. I was like, oh, no, that was 100% because he was jealous. He's like, no, this is you cannot talk to her. Exactly. He's a punk. <laughs> he will not be joining us at the Gorge next summer for our concert. That's probably a he good call. He will staying behind. <laughs> uh, uh, he, we, we are leaving him behind now, too, for our... Oh, for Italy? N- no, for oh. Hawaii. We go to Hawaii in October. Oh. Uh, end of October. We are taking a little uh, family vacay, taking the kids to that first warm beach experience ever. We're super excited. My parents are going. My sisters are going. All that good stuff. And their kids... Uh, and then we just made the decision like two weeks ago. We're leaving the little guy behind. <laughs> so he doesn't know what he doesn't know. It doesn't hurt him. And uh, the thought of the thought of a four, four or six, whatever that is, that plane flight from Portland to Maui, just 
that sounds like the worst six hours of my life. And mm-hmm. I don't want to get to Maui and just be on a bad attitude right away, right out the gate. I want to be excited. And we also want to go to the beach and be able to like read a book and not have to worry mm-hmm. about him just running off with strangers. So <laughs> uh, that's that's exciting. That's big yeah. news in my life. Yeah. That was a decision. It, it was kind of one of those... Um, it's like Inception, where you want to plant that idea in her. It needs to be her idea. Yeah. It can't be my idea, but like <laughs> you want to plant that in there to be like. Then when she comes up with it, you're like, "Hey, I've never thought about that. That sounds like a great idea. We should leave them behind." <laughs> She's probably listening to this podcast, going, "That's not how it worked." Yeah. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you're like, well, kinda. that it is kind of. Anyways, that's okay. I'm sure she's done plenty of like planting ideas in your head. Oh my gosh! So that they're yours. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, every time I preach on Sundays, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's transition to our... So here's the plan kind of moving forward. It's a six-part series. That's We're three parts in. Uh, if you missed any of them, eastlaketricities.com slash talks. Um, and uh, this next weekend, we've got a special guest speaker. Dr. Ron Herms is coming from Fresno Pacific University. So we are like pausing our series we're going to pause and start this thing up a couple of times which i I don't know if i ever have done this but it was the best way to kind of figure it out without doing just stand like ending this three-part series too short and then not having you know whatever anyways so he's going to speak then i'm back then another guy is coming in uh mike meeks there's a cool story there i'll i'll tell you more about that as that it gets closer uh and then i'll close it uh, out after that so that's the plan moving forward. Stick with us on it, but uh, you're going to love hearing these guys. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Um, so let's talk about our something interesting. Yeah. So th- we always uh, transition. This part of the podcast is when <laughs> we speak about something that we have found interesting in our own personal lives, something we've read, experienced, watched, or whatever, or bought maybe, I guess. Um, <laughs> you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, I So this weekend, the this is for all you... Uh, masterpiece bbc fans out there the downton abbey movie oh came yes. out this weekend and i went and saw it at a matinee time on friday with my Look parents at you going to movies having time for movies I know. miss i got no time for nothing i know i had time for this um and time for this. yeah well i went on a date with my parents which was real fun oh. i was also probably the youngest person in the theater oh, at sure. 4 p.m and uh. <laughs> at the downton abbey movie on friday but it was really good. So if you, I like, it wasn't like award winning or shocking or whatever. But if you are a Downton Abbey fan, uh, I think you will like it. They yeah. is it like an extension of the mm-hmm. show? Like after the show, this is yeah. a continuation. So it's like and all the same characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like two years after the show ends. Okay, um, and then they kind of center it around the king and queen are going to come to Downton Abbey for a visit, and so that's like the big like event drama Polo blue like that kind of centers the movie hijinks ensue mm-hmm. okay and for sure hijinks ensue and so it's just kind of like you get a little bit of an update on their lives and it also kind of closes not that the series didn't close out well but it kind of just like they're still living they're doing great things are happening so you did and, watch the series uh-huh. the whole thing yeah okay. and i even this summer in between like doing school when i would treat myself with tv time i like i that rewatched all of the downton like all s- the seasons of downton abbey mm-hmm. um because i knew this movie was coming out and i was actually late to the downton abbey fan dumb because i didn't really start watching regularly until like season three i want to say yeah um, so I like actually saw all of season one and two and 
um, all of that jazz. Can I tell you my personal history with Downton Abbey? Sure. I enjoyed the show. We watched it until SNL did the spoof on Downton Abbey. <laughs> did you watch that clip? No. Okay, you need to do that as soon as we get out of here. And once I saw the SNL spoof on Downton Abbey, I couldn't go back to watching Downton Abbey again. Well, see, I love Downton Abbey, so that makes me not want to watch the oh, spoof. Oh, you need to see it, though. <laughs> it, it points out the ridiculous... Well, of course it's ridiculous. It's a, like, drama. It's a soap opera drama yes. set in the... I realized... <laughs> Oh, this is a soap opera. Duh. I'm watching Days of Our Lives, but just like with In different 1920s characters. In 1920s England. Yeah. And you then didn't I know that? Oh, I knew I that. I didn't sense that. I, it, it felt more like an actual drama, but it's not. It's a soap opera For is sure. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, Oh, see, maybe, that, I I, like maybe it wouldn't much. bother me because I am already eyes wide open. You should watch open. it. I think you would enjoy it. <laughs> Um, so uh, would you recommend this for somebody who has not watched the show? Is it good um, enough as a standalone movie? I'm not sure it's good enough as a standalone, honestly. Okay. Um, so it's a cult classic for I think so. I people. think it's, I mean, you may enjoy it, and I don't think that there's oh, any. Oh, I'm not going to go see no, it. I I, I, I'm saying general yeah. you, not you oh, okay. specifically. All right. Um, like, if you're not a fan of the show, like, you may enjoy it, because I don't think there's a ton like, I think you can follow the story of the movie without having watched the show at all, but you don't, like, you don't know any of the history, and so it's hard, like, there's there's greater enjoyment when you know all the history of the show, watching it, I think, so. But uh, it's, it's a movie for the fans, and for sure. The most important piece is, were there any good trailers that you saw beforehand? Oh, yeah. now I'm, There were a couple, but now I can't <laughs> remember what they are. Was there um, one for the Joker? No. Oh. <gasps> No, wrong audience for a oh, Joker yeah, trailer. I forgot, yeah, I it was all like dramas. You're right. And, That's like, stupid. I'm done. Those kind of yeah. things. I was like, come on, Brent. Um, don't, <laughs> don't smack me. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't hit me in the head. I'm acting like you're doing all these things. Nobody has an idea if it's true or not. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you're pinching me. Ow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, um, any good trailers, though? Yeah, there were a couple that I was interested in, but now I can't remember. Probably Apparently, feel good, sappy. Yeah, super like drama or Jojo like, Rabbit. Feel was good. that in there? No, it wasn't like children's movies. They were more like drama. Oh, that's not a children's movie. Oh, then I don't know what that okay. is. <laughs> so I'm going to go with no. Okay. Good. All right. There's two trailers you need to watch if you haven't okay. watched them yet. Number one is Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit? Yep. Okay. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Now I'm second guessing myself now that you're saying that. And then Joker. Both okay. of those, lordy. I'm, um, this is take my money. I'm like, all in. Sidetrack, but um, I'm a little worried for Joaquin Phoenix's mental health after playing the oh, Joker. Dude. <laughs> oh man, there's there, it's so complicated, isn't it? Yeah. Because Heath Ledger's performance was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And you thought that why would anybody ever try and step in those shoes? As soon as as soon as all that kind of transpired, you just kind of thought to yourself, that's the end of that line like that's the peak of the mountain and then this trailer comes out and i'm like oh that mountain has got Although, further um, if to go. anybody can do the he joker can. justice joaquin phoenix can. he's so freaking good man he is on that type of uh, of a thing i think heath ledger surprised us because he it didn't feel like that was his wheelhouse and then he did it and you're like okay this guy's just a really freaking good actor mm-hmm. this is in joaquin phoenix's wheelhouse and he's a good actor and you're going oh man you're, you are the one guy who could probably pull it off, and I cannot wait to see it. I am so excited. 
It's going to be great. Well, good. I'm super pumped. <laughs> All right. All right. What is your something interesting? My something interesting is uh, a local guy uh, who's a, also a friend. Uh, his name's Adam Avenir. Um, he has been kind of uh, – he's been uh, um, a part of Eastlake almost since the beginning. He was on our board for a while and uh, has, has, is off now, but he's been – he's always been had his hands in local projects. He's always uh, run a, a tech company and had – uh, just a, a passion for things local and seeing the Tri-Cities blossom into something that it could be something better than it is, whether that's arts or um, uh, or culture or um, uh, just a, a new way of looking at politics or all, all of the things. And his new venture is a, a thing called uh, Tri-Cities Daily, and he just uh, purchased the Tumbleweird thing and does the – so if you've ever seen Tumbleweird – uh, the newspaper that's kind of an eclectic alternative newspaper to everything that you've uh, seen in, in the Tri-State Herald. It's kind of like it, the model is the like the, the Seattle's version of The Stranger, but for um, for the Tri-Cities. If you don't know what The Stranger is and don't know what alternative me- media is, then it might not be for you. So <laughs> totally yeah, Probably not for probably you. Probably not for you. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we, when we, dis- when we, like, saw it i mean it, it, there's it's like this edge and we knew like no church ever is going to ever what kind of a church would ever advertise in the tumbleweird and we decided that we wanted to do that to be the church <laughs> for unchurched people right um so that's been kind of a, a fun little adventure but i just he's got this cool new outlook for journalism and in the new t- version of, in the new um uh not episode what am i thinking of what is this uh, issue? magazine issue Th- issues the right word mm-hmm. uh, issue of tumbleweird he has like a, a long probably three or four page expose on just journalism in the state of journalism in light of the ever-changing media that is kind of the collective way, not just Tri-Cities media, but like just the way that media is being handled and news is being handled. Um, and I like the approach. I, I, I think he's doing – it's a unique thing. And journalism is the next big what are we going to do with this um, because if we resort to clickbait and, and the driving of – uh, what what gets people to eye, you know eyeballs looks and all that kind of stuff and clicks and whatever it's uh, are we missing out on true journalism it rise it raises up some really interesting great questions um, I read a book a while back called the news by Elaine de Botton, Um and it was a same same sort of thing so um, I would highly encourage you where if you see a picture of Tum or um, uh, in a, an issue of Tumbleweird lying around in one of these local venues, whether Adventures Underground or um, oh, I can't even think of any other place. Uh, uh, they have McKagan's right next door. Mm-hmm. Um, pick pick it up. Read probably the, the local. Yeah, probably the local. Pick it up and read the bit about journalism. You can take a do- pass on the rest. I don't I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, but I, I think that's really good. And uh, anyways, I just. I just want to throw it out there that I, I've been inspired with him. We may we we don't always agree on everything, um, and that's true for and that's. But he's a great guy, and I I love the the new look. Does journalism as a as a take need a refresh? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably does. And this is some guy who is he getting it right? Who knows? But at least he's attempting it, which is great. So yeah, I love it and uh, like him a lot. So uh, yeah, there you go. Awesome. Cool. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Back next week, here's the thing about next week. Um, I'm assuming that Mallory is still going to be uh, doing the whole maternity leave with her uh, with her uh, family, which she should. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> zero obligation, Mallory. Um, we have a guest speaker coming in. I'm going to try and get him to do the podcast before he leaves town. Nice. Um, and so that's my plan, but uh, I haven't talked to him about it. So... <laughs> 
That's also usually your plan. Uh, yeah, it's so. usually my plan. So when he's in the office on Sunday, I'm like, hey, what are you doing this afternoon? Yeah. So if we can figure this out, I know we could do it on Sunday, but he's not speaking. T- or sorry, Saturday, but he's not speaking until Sunday. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to trying to navigate it. But um, my hope is a special guest uh, host. Uh, Dr. Ron Herms with us. Uh, hopefully these flies will be gone by then because that's really embarrassing for him and me and all that. <laughs> Mostly for me. Um, as I'm saying that because it's like crawling on my eyeball. <sighs> Stop hitting me, Megan. I'm not hitting you. Stop. Fake news. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Megan, for coming you're back. Welcome. Thanks you're, for having me. You know me. you're always welcome. Well, I appreciate and, that. Uh, and, and hopefully it becomes more routine, and then people will be like, what was that whole thing about her leaving? She <laughs> right? just is still around all the time. And we're like, yeah, it's, it's in a great. Yeah. So let's do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Have a great week, guys. See you. Uh, bye.